Hey everybody and future me, this is past Keon and welcome to Lock or Life Advice with Keon, the podcast where I talk to future Keon and chronicle my growth and keep myself accountable. So uh, I'm just going to jump in on what I learned today and I think the most important thing I learned today is uh, about multitasking. I truly in my head don't think that, I think multitasking is something that can happen and is real, but it's not what people think. A lot of people, when they think of multitasking, they think of someone, the the image that jumps to my mind is kind of like my mother, who is an incredible woman and has done so many amazing things. But what jumps to my mind is like her holding either my brother or I like as a baby in her arms while also like cooking and doing work with like an eighth arm and like cleaning the house and also like calling someone for her business. She's a, when we were young, she worked for the department of transportation, but also took incredible care of my brother and I, and was just a superwoman. And that's the image that comes to my mind is someone doing a bunch of things at once, a bunch of really hard taxing things all at once and keeping them going, like doing them all very well. And I want to, I want to dispel that because at least in my head, I, uh, that's what I think of as multitasking. But the more that I've been kind of doing things and creating things, I realize that the real multitasking or the way to do multiple things on a schedule is by bundling is by, and I've talked about this in another episode, but it's by understanding that one thing leads to the next and creating that order in your life, that kind of sequence, and then executing on it. So case in point, I already gave an example that a friend said that whenever they do the dishes or whenever they clean the kitchen, they always make sure that they also wipe down the counter and they take out the trash. And by bundling all three of those things, clean the kitchen wipe or clean the dishes, wiping down the kitchen counter and taking out the trash, you are multitasking more or less. In the amount of time that you might have done one of those things, you're doing for a little extra time, all three. And I think that's far more important to realize because a lot of people keep in mind, like I do especially, that image of someone running around doing like eight different tasks all at once. Well, then what? If if you are like, I, I have no doubt that my mother when I was younger was taking care of my brother and I, also answering phone calls, making dinner, cleaning the house, everything. She's incredible and seriously has done so many amazing things in my childhood. But I, I, I do not imagine like that's my idea of her in a moment but her days were incredibly well organized and well planned out because she wanted to make sure she could do all those things and that led to being really regimented she would tell me that she would uh, wake up make sure my brother and I were awake uh, take us to school then go to her work come back pick us up or make sure that like our grandparents were going to pick us up or something and then come home and make dinner and make sure we were on our homework and, and put it all in a really regimented schedule so that she could fit in everything. And she would tell, like, I didn't realize that when I was a kid. But when I grew up, I was talking to my mom. She was like, yeah, I used to do that all the time. I would, like, regiment out my sleeping and everything and make sure I was on my schedule so I could enjoy my time with you guys. I was already, like, she was doing this incredible, like, amount of work. She did a full-time job but was also an incredibly, like, involved mother in our lives and that was just from good planning. And it's important that everybody in their in their minds separates the idea from execution. 
the idea of, and I've said this in other episodes, is like the idea of having an amazing body or being incredibly good at the piano or the violin is completely different than the execution. Those come from an incredible amount of work and work ethic and keeping everything in line and in order. But the actual, like, when you finally see it done, you think that person's superhuman when all it was was good organization and good execution. And I really want to, the reason I'm bringing up multitasking is that a lot of people think that I'm incredibly busy and I am. It's, it's no mystery. I do a lot of things and I love it, but that's because I want to use my time as effectively as possible to create things and work hard and get to a place where I am executing as often as possible and keeping that all organized and all in sequence. But some people think that I'm kind of, I I just kind of have those moments where I'm like, oh, well, I'll just do this thing and then do it. And within five minutes, we'll have created a 3D model, 3D printed something, edited a video, all of those those things. But those come from the fact that I, in my head, think of, okay, this is going to take a couple hours and I'm excited to put in the work for those couple hours versus okay, well, I can do all of these at once. Uh, the, the main thing that, that really gets my goat about multitasking is how much people think that it's, it's possible for the, for the gratification of, okay, cool, well, I did all three of these things, but what are you going to do after that? A lot of people think, well, I'm just going to relax, I'm going to do whatever, you know. If you already want to relax, you already want to do something else, having your schedule set or organized so that your relaxing time is already built in there, then by already executing on everything else and having that allotted amount of time for you to relax and do whatever you want at the end of all of it, I feel is far more fulfilling than, I mean, there's a Ron Swanson quote that says, don't half-ass two things, whole-ass one thing. I mean, the human brain is apparently just not rigged for that. It's not rigged for multitasking. If you think of our ancestors, like people we came from, they have no they had no reason to multitask their days were made up of hunting or gathering and then get bringing that food in enjoying it with their their community and cooking potentially and sleeping and making sure that like they have water and none of those things lend themselves to multitasking whatsoever if you if you take a step back the fact that we live in such a kind of connected high functioning really fast paced society makes everyone kind of imagine and keep that up on a pedestal that I can do all these things at once. Something that I really love, I was taking a course on uh, screenwriting and uh, (laughs) my teacher said, I was talking to my teacher about how much, like I was just, I really want to know about screenwriting. I never thought that I had a particularly good grasp on it. I could do it, but it was more or less amateur in the way that this is fine. I would like someone could read it, but it was missing something. It didn't have that substance. So I go to the teacher and he he and I were talking about making films and I was just telling him how, how much filmmaking I was doing and how other people in the class wanted to make some films. I'm like, I would love to do that. I'd love to make movies with them, but I don't want to sign on for things that I particularly don't want, like, don't like, you know, I, and I said, like, I only have so much time. And the, the thing he said that really got me that I had never thought about is He's like, yeah, you can only make so many movies. You can't make a thousand. And I had a moment where I'm like, I want to make a thousand movies. But that's it. You Multitasking and all those kind of ideas of, cool, well, I'll achieve all of these things. That's a good thing to have. But unless you, you're organized, you're not going to do them well. 
making a thousand, I want to make a thousand movies, but they will not all be good. And that's fine. I've already preached on this podcast about doing as much as you can to get to a place where you're really good. But even Martin Scorsese or Christopher Nolan or all of the amazing directors out there don't make that many movies because they know that they need a certain amount of quality control. That by doing that and trying to multitask and pull yourself in eight different directions, you're going to get lost and things will suffer. Case in point, unfortunately, I really love um, Seth MacFarlane, the creator of Family Guy. I think he's incredibly talented and works so hard, but being pulled in like eight different directions can really wear on your creative integrity. Like a million ways to die in the West was really not good. And that was apparently all the people on set and all of the actors involved said like they were fine, but they said they do not envy Seth MacFarlane because he had to be the lead actor. He was also writing the script and directing And then on top of that, he was also on the hook for Family Guy, American Dad. I think the Cleveland Cleveland show might have still been going on then. And he was creating the Orville show that is now out. So just so much that he had to do just to, I guess, make this movie he already wanted to make. But that's the problem is having all of it being tied down in all of those different ways can create that complexity that ruins where you are, ruins the final product you want to make, which for him was a million ways to die in the West, which concept conceptually, it's not a bad idea, but execution suffers when you're pulled in eight directions instead of sitting down and focusing on the one thing at hand and then moving on to the next. Another thing my mom says, and the more I think about it, like when I was a kid, I'm like, this is dumb. But the more I think about it, it's the best advice I've ever been given, which is touch something once. And what that means is if you are given something to do or you have a task at hand, do it, put your hand on it, touch it once, do it and finish it immediately or get as far as you possibly can in that moment. And then, and then you're good. Then it's, first of all, it's done. You won't have to worry about it anymore. It won't be sitting in the back of your mind being like, oh, I have to do that. And then the other perk is that you can move on to the next thing. You can leave that where it was and you can submit it or whatever that needs. So if it's an assignment, it's done. You don't need to worry about it. You just hand it in. If it's something like doing, getting the groceries there, it's taken care of for the foreseeable future. You don't need to have that nagging at you. And as I get older and older, like I thought of that when I was a kid as like, oh, well, you know, I guess I could do my homework, but I wanted to procrastinate. But now that I'm older, it's okay, I see there's a problem. I see that I need to make my bed. I see that my kitchen's dirty. I see that this is whatever is happening. If I do it right then, then it won't haunt me. It'll be done and I'll feel good about it. And that has forever changed the way that I look at things. If I get an assignment, if I get a commission, if I get anything, it becomes, okay, cool. I'm acting on this right now. If somebody tells me like, hey, I need something in November and it's like August, A lot of the times you think like, okay, cool. I guess I'll just chill out until November versus if you start it now, do it and then give it to the person. Then let's say another, I don't know, 10 assignments show up between now and November. Then you don't have to worry about that. The thing that you've had three months to do on top of all the other assignments that are assigned, that will be done and you can focus on whatever happens next. And I think that's incredibly useful. And I hope people are thinking that way. I know it's hard because you, a lot of people, and I know that I do it all the time, think of their lives as a timeline and use the space in between assignments or in between like the maximum amount that something can take to be done 
and say, okay, well, I have all this time, so I'm just going to do it whenever. Versus if you are given something and think the timeline to complete this is right now is like this afternoon, then you're more likely to finish it and be done. Yeah, having <laughs> it's, it's the worst when you just kind of sit there and think, okay, cool. Well, now I can chill out because I have this giant block of time. And even if you do proactively think that you can do it by taking that in that you have a long deadline, then you're less likely to act on it. You're less likely to complete it. And maybe the deadline requires you to be constantly working on it. So I I really hope people are understand that or trying to work around it. I, it's such a human thing to think that you have so much more time than you do. And that's also a technique that a lot of filmmakers use is whenever you're planning out, because a lot of the times you have to coordinate like cast, crew, um, coordinate everything. And once you get into the where you're scheduling, I don't think I've ever been on a set unless it was like a corporate thing that didn't have, okay, well, we need to resh- we need to do pickup shots or we need to come back and film something because when you're shooting something for passion's sake, you want to get the best stuff and that can elongate the entire timeline. And the reason I bring this up is that I've always heard, okay, no matter what you're going to do on set, it doesn't matter what it is, give yourself time and a half. If you think something's going to take an hour, tell people it'll take you an hour and a half or maybe even two hours because by having it done earlier, you are far more likely to make everyone happy than taking too long. Uh, another thing, like <laughs> Southwest Airlines does this, and I, oh, it's the best thing. My dad tells me this all the time. Every time I fly, a lot of the times the flight that you take, let's say it's supposed to take like two and a half hours, it, you might show up at two hours because they knew it was only going to take two hours. But instead of saying, we'll get you there in an hour and a half, they said, no, we'll get you there in, in two hours and a half. So by... Doing that, allotting themselves half an hour, first of all, if they show up in two and a half hours, cool, they didn't lie to you. But on top of that, if they show up early, you feel great. There's nothing that kind of harms you. And so if you go into stuff with the multitasking mindset, you think that something will take less time than it ultimately would at the end. But if you go in with, okay, no, each of these tasks, like, okay, cool, I'm going to do the dishes, call my family and make dinner. Those three tasks, instead of thinking that you're going to put your phone up to your ear while cleaning the dishes and kind of like sauteing something all at once, no. If you do each of them in a separate activity, it'll probably take less time because you're not half-assing all of them. Then on top of that, they will all come out very well because you're giving them the attention they need. If you allot more time for the things that you think will take, will be really quick, then it does you no harm because either it's going to take a really quick amount of time or it might take a longer amount of time and you will have that time organized and allotted to you. So that brings me to my letter to future Keon. I know I kind of rambled a little bit, but dear future Keon, I really hope that you're staying in the mindset. I hope that you're incorporating every day what mom told us, which is touch everything once. If you need to do something, make sure that you are doing it immediately. Don't let a long timeline dictate how long something will take for you to do. Do it as often and as hard and as soon as possible so that you don't need to worry about it anymore. And on top of that, make sure that you are giving yourself more time than you might need for certain activities. Don't multitask because I just the phrase alone sounds so cool, but the execution of it is near impossible. I think only like 20% of the population can do it effectively or something like that. But I know that's not us. From (laughs) me right now past Keon, I know that's not us. So I hope that you're working and doing what you want, but making sure you're organizing it wisely 
and not trying to fall into the myth of multitasking. And I really hope you're doing well and you're, you're keeping up the awesome progress. And thank you so much for listening, my friend. And that leads us to our joke of the day. Um, <laughs> I was just at a, uh, at a party and someone was reading this off of a Laffy Taffy. And I, <laughs> I absolutely loved it. So your joke of the day is, what is the biggest pencil ever? Pennsylvania. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. Thank you, Future Keon, for listening and everybody at home. And I hope that you're keeping up your growth, keeping up your progress, and let's make sure we get our lives on lock. Have a good one.